Own Your Life Tribe, what is up? Welcome to another episode of the Real and Unscripted Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Own Your Life LLC, the no BS podcast that brings you hard-hitting results-driven conversations on trending leadership and business topics. boys and girls here we are on real and unscripted brought to you by right now own your life but that's gonna change in the very near future because boy did we have two weeks of oh attorneys like you got to change your name and kim and i are like okay not a big deal um turned out to be a big deal in trying to find a name so Mm -hmm. We probably had 300 names in two weeks. Um, it was very difficult. And then not, it's not just one name we had to find. We had to find two or three in case that wouldn't work. So it was it was insane. So we're going to do something a little different today. We don't have a guest. So what we're going to do is I'm going to be a guest for Kim and Kim is going to be a guest for me and we're just going to interview each other. So this should be interesting. I just popped this on her. She's like, what do you want to talk about? I'm like, um, I have this idea. (laughs) Let's interview each other. Interviewing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So then I say, "Uh I have to have questions. I don't have any questions written down. Like how long have we, how long have we been doing this together? Uh, technically since over a year now. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, so we're just going to roll with this. We're going to have fun. So we hope, we hope that everybody here enjoys it because I have no idea what he's going to ask me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh boy. (laughs) So I will, I will go first and we'll just interview you first. Okay. So I know your story. The audience may not know your whole story. So in 60 seconds, give us, (laughs) give us your history in 60 seconds and go. You are an asshole. I can't believe you're doing that. Okay. Uh, grew up in Southern Arizona and California, enlisted in the Marine Corps when I was uh, 18 on my 18th birthday, my junior year in high school, because I wanted a family unit, right? Um, I'd never really had that kind of stability and I excelled at being a Marine. I absolutely loved it, enlisted active duty for five years and got out. And I always knew like there was this burning desire to be my own boss. And I had no idea what that meant. None, zero idea what that meant. So I worked for multiple companies. I traveled all over, all over the United States trying to find myself, honestly. Um, Starting businesses, working in and managing businesses and never felt like I really fit anywhere in particular. 
all the while, I guess now looking back, I didn't realize all the personal development I was going through, but I went out and got really super lost for about seven years. And at the end of that seven years, um, I had uh, ended up homeless with my son and nothing changed your world faster than, than ending up displaced um, when you've been to the top of the mountain, right? I've been rich, I've been poor, uh, I've been homeless. <laughs> so check the box. Um, and had a burning desire to just use my pain for somebody else. And um, I, I was very fortunate that God brought me to Wisconsin because this was not where I'm from at all. I don't know anybody here um, at the time. And I was lucky enough to have interviewed for a position at a financial management company. Never been in the um, financial industry before. And the, you know, Pat Bresky, he he's still an angel and and all rights that he gave me an opportunity. And you've got to take that opportunity when it knocks, even if you don't know what it is or how to do it. And I did it. And of course, I think it's a bit of my personality too, is that I just refuse to fail at it. And of course, crystal clear knowing why now, but at the time I didn't know why. I didn't understand my driver before. Um, and that those are all the things that kept me going back, right? kept me coming back to, I can do this better. I can do more. I can help more. Um, and in that seven and a half years um, of sitting in a nice cozy office, I decided that I wanted to um, step away from that because I, wasn't, I didn't feel that I was using my time the best. I didn't feel like I was using what God gave me, the the ability to get in front of people and chat and to be able to tell my story and that I wanted to build something for somebody else, especially for veterans, because I didn't want them to have to go through what I went through. Even though I had all the tools for knowing how to transition out of the service, I still didn't, I still didn't. I didn't really, when it came down to it, I, I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know who to call and contact. And um, so I went out and I stepped away from my safe job and I went to run a nonprofit for veterans and I did it for three years. And I, in that time, um, I wanted to know like, okay, how do I get people to talk to me instead of me going to everybody and just explaining like, this is what veterans need. And so I went out for something totally scary and way outside of my comfort zone. I competed in a national pageant for the Mrs. U uh, Mrs. Wisconsin United States pageant, just because I wanted people to talk to me. I wanted people to come and interview me. Um, so that I could build my network in the nonprofit world. And, you know, jokes on me, second year around, I win. I become Mrs. Wisconsin 2019. And the network of people that I've met and the people from the little tiny auxiliary units at Legions that are a bunch of little grandmas and moms that just want to help because their, their husband or their son have served this country to sitting next to the governor and be on the same platform and talking. Um, that's the range of people that I have been in front of and had the pleasure and just the honor of sitting next to and being in the same room together. And, um, you know, in all of that, that's where Fritz and I met. And without realizing it, consciously realizing it, we, I was slowly molding this coaching platform because I'd been in network marketing before many times. 
And I just like, I just felt like I never fit, even though I felt like I had failed at those for some reason. But now I know why I needed to not stay in that space because I, it was bigger than those. It was bigger than that. And not to say that network marketing is wrong. I think that they have a lot of maturing to do. I think that the leaders within network marketing have a lot of maturing to do. Um, but with all that said, I mean, I, I re-enlisted after 18 years off of the military. I boldly went and re-enlisted in the National Guard. Like, who? <laughs> At 41. Like, who does that? They go back and they re-enlist in the National Guard. And, you know, here I sit on this podcast. Um, when did we start talking about this? Really legitimately talking about this was like October of 19. We started talking about this company. Yeah, October of 2019, yes. Yeah, and, you know, not, not realizing everything that was going to happen in 2020 and what a blessing it's been to be in it at the moment that it hit because, you know, everything came together and is still coming together. We're still tearing down and redeveloping. Um, which is really difficult and really exciting all at the same time. It's really scary and really fun all at the same time. And um, I just, I hope that I get better every day. I hope that I can keep showing up. And I don't know, that's like a really super condensed version of me. <laughs> yeah, and we're way over 60 minutes or 60 seconds, but I was just going to let you go. Minutes. So yeah. here's the next question. You've been through a lot, like, but everybody has their own story, right? Everybody has their own mess. Yep. What kept you going? What was that thing that just kept you going? Because I know there were times where there wasn't a light in that tunnel. Mm. So what kept you going? I think it was truly believing in my soul that I was meant for first greatness. I was met for something so much bigger than what I could, that what I could feel or see current in my current situation. And I always felt that it was nobody's fault or it was up to nobody else but me to make those things happen. And so I firmly believed that the messes I was in, I created on my own. And even without really knowing the depth of what that meant, while I was going through all of things, all of those things, I think I thought a lot about my grandfather. You know, he was that guy that would just pack a bag and travel and he would meet people and network and want to build things for other people. And when I was a baby, he told my mom that, you know, she's going to do great things. And my, my mom told me that when I was younger and it's always stuck in the back of my head. That's, that's one of the things I'm grateful for <laughs> that has actually played back there in, in that subconscious mind is you were made for more. And so I think it's always been that voice that's been a little bit stronger than all the negative talk and the self-shame and all of that, that I might have my down times and I might have my really dark days, but there are times that I can call on that and go, you know what, fuck this. I am made for more. I can do better and nobody else is going to do it but me. And the part most recently for the nonprofit, I did over 150 appearances in a year as Mrs. Wisconsin on top of everything else that I was doing, starting a coffee house with my husband, like doing all of those things. And I kept thinking that if I don't show up, 
who's going to show up for them? Like nobody else is going to do this. So I kept thinking of there are worse things. There are people that are more tired than I am. There are people that have less than I have. And so why shouldn't I keep showing up? So on a scale of one to 10, 10 being an absolute, what would say, what would you say, um, how, I actually, I should say, how driven are you on a scale of one to 10 every single day? Every day, a consistent number every day. Yeah, if you were to average it out, what would that average be? I think I run a little high. I would say that my drive every day is about an eight. And I think I still carry that with me that if I don't show up, who, who will? Like, and it never turns off. That driving voice never turns off because I feel like, especially I'll be 44 this year, and I feel like I have a lot to go and conquer and no time to do it in. So I think I'm really conscious about, I got to make every minute count. And I'm not saying that that is necessarily always a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> there are downsides to being so laser focused and driven. So, you know, there's a word that people are throwing out right now and it's called hustle. And I just don't know if I like or not that word because I don't think that people are using it correctly because you can hustle yourself right into the pit, right? You can hustle yourself into bad, toxic conversations and toxic groups of people and just doing it for the wrong reasons. If you hustle and you use that word in the wrong context, right? Great. So, you know, hustling is showing up every day. Hustling is providing value to people. Um, I think that there's a better word in the, in the world that we can use besides hustle. I think that people get the wrong impression with that word. Here's another doozy of a question. At what point in your life did you really truly discover your truth? At what point in my life did I discover my truth? And I know that that's an evolving thing. Like it never stops, right? because we keep digging deeper and deeper, but at what point was there a, where did it tip to where I'm on my truth path now? Oh yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. Um, it was, I would say when I finally took the leap to be independent, meaning in my job, like an independent position, right? Independent position, like executive director for a nonprofit. You know, it was, it was an idea. I loved the idea of it. I had no idea what I was doing. And that is absolutely terrifying when somebody puts on the end of your name, executive director, and all of a sudden you become like the it person for that organization. And I didn't know what the f I was doing. I really didn't. This was an idea. Like I wanted to help people. And then all of a sudden, here you go. Here's the whole organization. Go ahead. And I was, because of my husband doing um, work in this area of understanding self, um, I was introduced to Strength Finders. 
as silly as that sounds, I mean, that's the truth of it. When I took that and found out that I was an activator and a futuristic thinker, it changed my life. It literally caused me to cry in the middle of the class. I was happy and, and elated and scared and all of the things because my whole life I thought I was crazy because everybody told me to keep my feet on the ground, that I shouldn't be a dreamer, that, you know, you're never really going to do that. Why don't you just get a job and be happy with it? And when I found out that my truth is, is that I love creating. I love making things that bring value to people's lives. That is my driving voice. So, you know, when you say on a scale of one to 10, every single day, how driven are you? Well, it's, it's who I am. And it's even deeper than that, right, Fritz? So, you know, as we've built this company, we, we dive even deeper into understanding self and really understanding your true voice and how you communicate and why certain things have happened in your life and, and how you build relationships and all of those things, which is, which is what we get to give to our, to our clients now. And it's, it's going to radically change how we, how we go forward from here on. And so that was, that was it. It was, it was the moment of really doing some deep diving self introspection and really being honest about who I was and even the bad parts, like there, there's, there's good and bad to everything. Right. But really understanding that, that my bad parts were something that I needed to get in check right away in order to be successful. And that's when everything changed. So time and money is not part of this question. So like, you have all the time, you have all the money. What do you do? Wow. You know, it's funny because I have asked people that question so often over the past four years. Um, I believe I say it like this, if time and money were of no consequence, what would you be doing? And I can truly say that I finally know without a doubt, if I had ever doubted before of what that calling is for me, it is seeing the light come on in somebody's eyes. There is no amount of money in the world. It doesn't even matter how much money, because when you see somebody finally understand how amazing they are and the power that they carry to change other people's lives and to be able to articulate how to get there, to even show them like a glimpse of what it could be like without, without changing like the people they're around necessarily, or, you know, these aren't just like pick up and, and leave where you're at. These are, this is like the light bulb, the light finally goes on. I think that I have finally figured out that this is the sweet spot. This is exactly where I'm supposed to be is in this space of making a better, this is gonna sound really bold, but truly creating a global change in how we talk to one another, how we forgive one another, how we give each other grace. You know, we can still come to the table with passion and intensity and have hard conversations, but how do we do it in a caring way? Because I wasn't always the most caring wife or mom. And I'm learning now how to do that better. 
And I, I love the idea that we get to continue and create this ecosystem, this platform that we're creating to be able to truly help shift cultures and get people to understand that there's a better way and it's not difficult. Another question, this is a great segue. So you kind of set me up for this one, which is good. <laughs> okay. You have the world stage for 10 minutes, the whole world. You're on stage, you have the influence for 10 minutes. What's the subject? Wow. I think the subject would be connection. The first word that popped into my mouth or into my head is connection. Why? Because I think it's so, and I think this is something that's perpetual. It's been going on from the, from the first, like the first human like relationship is that we've lost the art of truly, truly connecting with people. And so we're calling it disconnected right now, right? There's a, that's a huge word that people are using right now, feeling disconnected with social media and not being able to go to their jobs and you know, not go, having parties and like those things that we, we now really think that we can't have. We use the word disconnected a lot, but I think the, the true word, the root of that word is loneliness. And loneliness can break your heart. Loneliness can kill you. And nobody should feel lonely. Everybody should feel some kind of connection and love because love grows beautiful things, right? Love grows dreams. It grows invention. It grows travel and it grows giving. And I think it would have to be connection. If I had 10 minutes, wow. I think it would just have people turn to each other and tell them how much they appreciate them, even if they don't know them. That's true connection. That's a good one. That's a really good one. So I'm going to, uh, I'm going to end it right there because I think that's a good note to end it on. Okay. And we call our show real and unscripted. So we got to stay true to that. So I want people to understand this is not a scripted interview by any chance. I have no notes in front of me. I have no questions in front of me. I was just simply going off of and developing questions based on what Kim was saying. Um, like I said, I know her story, a lot of it. I don't know all of it. Um, so were some of my questions purposeful? Yes. Um, but it did lead me to ask some questions I might not would I might would not have asked mm -hmm. just sitting and talking. So now I get to put myself on the hot seat <laughs> <laughs> and I have no idea what's going to be coming at me from the other end. So shoot. Well, all right. So you know, people that have gone to our website, they've kind of seen a little bit of, of who we are, which will be changing very soon. Because mm -hmm. what we've come to realize is that it's really not about our story necessarily. It's more about what we bring, right? What we help people realize about themselves and their own greatness. So 
tell us a little bit about it is really, really important to understand, I think, where we come from fundamentally, right? Like who molded us in the beginning? You know, I think it's fascinating um, how you grew up and the struggles that you had in early adolescence. And so you have 60 seconds on the clock, mister. <laughs> <laughs> wow, right back at me, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. So if it wasn't for that piece, you wouldn't be sitting here with me right now. And it's really important to share that. So that's true. That's true. So I'm just going to fast forward. Obviously I was born, right? Cause I'm here. <laughs> um, the next piece to that is when I was 12 years old, I'd actually started um, experimenting with alcohol and kind of fell in love with it. And it was more or less just, the um, thrill of doing something that your parents didn't know and kind of feeling goofy and weird. And, but what I was learning is that it was becoming an escape. Um, fast forward another time, uh, moved from Fond du Lac actually to Shorewood, Wisconsin. Um, started getting introduced to drugs at that school. Um, took them full on did a lot of that. So I was, I was pretty much drinking and drugging quite a bit in my teenage life, um, especially middle school into high school. It got pretty bad. Um, I moved out when I was 16 years old because my parents were in the way of my partying. So the best thing to do was to move out. And I even threatened to take them to court and divorce them and the whole kit and caboodle just so that I could um, get out because I wanted them out of my way. Um, I still, for some reason, attended high school, even though I was partying. And I wound up going to an alternative high school. This is going to be way more than 60 seconds, just, you know. I wound up going to an alternative high school after I didn't make it, and I actually dropped out of Sherwood High School. Um, I dropped out middle of my junior year. And... You know, the drinking and the drugging was pretty bad. So, like, I was, I was, I pretty much started my day with a joint and a beer. I mean, that's, and that's pretty much where it got. And then I would show up to school and it was liquid lunch. And then I would party all night. And then it was just this vicious cycle. Um, eventually, I wound up moving back to my parents' house and I was, asked to start going to counseling. So I started going to a counselor um, and we started doing family sessions. And then there was a point after about a year, my counselor said, why don't you tell your parents about your drinking? And I thought, you son of a bitch, whatever happened to patient, client confidentiality? Why, why are you putting me on the spot? What he did was save my life. That's really what he did. And I thank him all the time in my head for being bold to ask that question, because I'm pretty sure that that was a bold move to do. Um, you know, and, and there was a lot that led up to that. I, I lost one of my best friends to suicide and I never really dealt with that. And after that happened, um, I went off the deep end. I like, I like disappeared and, and, my wife, 
who I'm married to now, we were actually dating in high school. And that is the time that I actually broke up with her. And then she just lost me. I was gone. She didn't know where I was. Nobody really knew where I was. I wasn't really around and I was off the deep end. So when this guy said, why don't you tell your parents about your drinking? I told him about my drinking. I broke down. I was in a total surrender state. They offered me help and I took it. Yet I hadn't mentioned anything about my drug use at this point. Um, and I never even mentioned that to the counselor. So <clears throat> that was a Friday on January 30th, 35 years ago. And then I went through outpatient treatment. And then about two weeks in outpatient treatment, I called my dad from my job and I said, um, there's more I got to tell you because the guilt was just eating me up. And, I, and that's when I went into, hey, I've been doing a lot of drugs too. And that's part of it. And then I came clean to my counselors through outpatient treatment. Fast forward, um, I was three months out of treatment, clean and sober. Um, reality hit me upside the head. The period of time um, where my head was clearing and I was feeling good, that honeymoon period, if you will, um, came to a crashing halt. And I wound up beating the hell out of a brick wall that night. I went home two, three o'clock in the morning and pretty much told my parents that if I was going to spend another day in this world, um, I was probably not going to make it. I was probably going to take my life. And I had tried prior to that um, and failed. But um, yeah, I, I didn't, I, I wanted to take my life because I just, I didn't know how to deal. I didn't know how to act. I didn't know what to do with all of this emotion I was feeling because it had been suppressed with drugs and alcohol for so long. Um, my parents weren't getting along. Divorce was definitely on the horizon. Um, so there's all this stuff that was going on. I was finally dealing with my best friend's death. And so there's all this stuff going on. So I just, I felt like that was the only way out. And fast forward, um, I go through Milwaukee psych ward and in that, um, a week after that, my dad is a psychotherapist and a drug and alcohol counselor. So I knew a lot of the language and I played that to my benefit and, and I spoke the right language while I was in treatment or while I was in, um, the Milwaukee psych ward. And about a weekend they said, Hey, you know, you're doing really good. Why don't we just let you go? And that was, I believe, a testing point. And it was also the turning point in my life because, you know, I asked you the question, when was truth defined, you know, for you? When was it, when did that start? And, you know, I would love to say recently the truth started for me because of all the discovery that I've done. But that day was really the truth for me. Not even the day that I surrendered because that was surrendering. That was just being sick and tired of being sick and tired that day when they gave me the option to leave <clears throat> i had i had to be honest and i was and i told them i was bullshitting them and i'm not ready to go and that's when work started and that's when my life took a pivot that's when everything turned around that's when suicide was no longer an option that's when sobriety was what i worked for every single day and 
I wanted it and I wanted to have a good life. And I started imagining a good life. I started daydreaming. I started dreaming about all the things that I wanted to do. I started dreaming about the businesses that I wanted to make. Um, fast forward, got introduced to network marketing, fell in love with the personal development, not so much the company, not so much the product, not so much the method. I fell in love with the guys and the, and the women on stage that were talking personal development. And that really, that really ignited a fire inside of me. And that sent me down a path of self-discovery and seeking out as much knowledge as I could get. Um, started following Tony Robbins, started following John C. Maxwell, just started following all of these, all of these influencers of the 80s, late 80s, early 90s. And kept going and, and started excelling in my career, school, all of that stuff, because I was applying everything that I was learning. And then I always had this idea, like, I would really like to be on stage. I would really like to coach. I would really like to teach. And then I got the opportunity of coaching youth football. And when I started coaching youth football, um, I fell in love with that. And that was so much fun. And that started a path for me of really being observant of people mm -hmm. <laughs> because there's a lot of really crappy coaches out there. At least there was at the time. And then there still is, I've seen them. And I had a really crappy coach growing up in um, basketball. And I don't like the sport to this day because of that coach. And I'm six, four. So I probably would have been a halfway decent basketball player with my size. Instead, I played football. Um, but yeah, I started coaching and I was coaching with some of the guys I was playing with because I played um, eight years of semi-pro football in Milwaukee with the Milwaukee Express and the Lake County Vikings. And then after a couple of years of retirement, decided in my mid-30s, hey, it would be really cool to play Ironman football, which is playing both sides of the ball after not playing for so many years um, because I thought it would be really cool for my kids to be on the sideline to watch their dad play football holy crap was that um that was probably not the smartest move in my life uh i would play on saturdays and then by the actually sundays we would play and by the time i recovered on saturday night it was time to play again on sunday so yeah you leave that sport for a while it's bad but did you have another question well i was gonna loop it back to football because i'm like i'm waiting for like um there's kind of an important piece here of you going and playing semi-pro football and being a coach. And then you beautifully wrap that all in there. Um, damn, you took away my thunder. You threw me off. Um, hold on. It's like, I just I want you to keep talking because it's just so good. And I would have to say that, you know, when I first met you, um, so you have gone through all of this, you know, self-development and thank you for bringing that up about network marketing, because I think that's something that we have in common is that above anything else, what anybody else is doing, the products that we were trying to, um, to introduce to people, it was all about that personal development piece. We got really yes. excited about, you know, I would see people on stage and I'd be like, that's going to be me. Yep. That's gonna be exactly. Me. And However, 
you know, we get caught in this loop of going to work, feeding the family, going to work, feeding the family, going to work. Uh And even though we're doing all the self-development, like we never punch through that veil of, you know, I really want to be on that side, but I'm on this side. And so you talked about, you know, your aha, your wake up moment was that day. And I'm so forever grateful for those people that stepped in to your life to call you on your bullshit, right? Because that's really what happened. And then you were bold enough to go, okay, I'm going to start studying this and I'm going to learn this. And you had some great mentors along the way, but yet you were still behind the veil. Yep. And so what, what was it? Because it was recent. What was that moment that you, you, it like clicked for you. Like what WTF am I doing? Just working this regular job because you've worked your ass off in positions that did not, did not pay and was not worth your time. And you're, you're right on that. So, you know, I spent 24, 25 years in the automotive service industry. And then I tried to get out a couple of times and did insurance and did um, delivery. And I mean, I've had multiple jobs trying to get out of the service industry because it was really high stress back then and especially the way the management style was and the leadership style you know there was no leadership style at least that i was aware of or that i saw that i was studying it didn't exist in the world i was in it was all ironclad you know numbers 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 at least that's what i always heard because that's all that was ever being portrayed and when i had lost um my position with a company, um, God, it was two weeks after one of my kids was born and I lost my position and my wife at the time had lost her position. So here I am with four kids, a house, a car payment, and both of us didn't have a job. And I was like, holy shit. So Mm -hmm. what happened was, is I crawl up in a fetal position in the corner of my house (laughs) <laughs> and, I, and I cried for like five minutes. Yeah. And then that was it. I just, I was done. It was like this switch came on. So yes, I did work a bunch of jobs then and definitely worked harder than what I was paid. But I did a lot of those for the flexibility that I had, because what I had learned was um, up until that point, I was working, 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 and I wasn't seeing my kids. It was, it was, I saw them for a couple hours on the weekend and that was it because I was working all the time. And most of the jobs for the money I wanted were the places I wanted to live. I had to drive. Mm-hmm. And so I worked a lot of those crappy jobs, but then I started playing around with and taking some, some steps and, and starting my own businesses. And then I had a couple here and a couple there and, and I was really kind of digging it, but then the security, the whole got to have a steady paycheck, got to have a steady paycheck, I got to take care of the family, got to take care of the family. That was my biggest driver. Um, so I just continued to work a lot of these BS jobs just because I had the flexibility to go to all my kids' events. I could go to all the sporting events, I could go to all of the, you know, so I sacrificed a lot and I sacrificed starting businesses just so I could be there for my kids. Did I, was that the right thing to do? I don't know. It was what I did at the time. Um, but then, you know, fast forward, the kids are out of the house. They're older. It's time for dad to start doing some stuff. So 
you know, I'd spent all these years in these companies really totally frustrated and irritated with a lot of the owners and the leadership that was, that I had been with and miss and myself being misunderstood because as of recent, I, I, now that I understand my strengths and I understand my voice, um, I'm not the crazy one. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not weird and I wasn't on the right path, but I just got so sick and tired of people and good people, um, Mm -hmm. good teams getting broken apart by these leaders that just didn't understand and by these owners that didn't know how to get the hell out of their own way. And I got really tired of looking at people and watching people and I really started paying attention to people and, the, and their language and their thoughts. And I'm like, God, people are so good. They just don't even realize it. And finally, you know, it came to a point, a boiling point. And, and Kim honestly kind of pushed me a little bit. And then with her and I talking and then obviously coming home and talking to the wife. And, you know, I had, I had two women pushing me to leave my position and go do what I was meant to do. And the hardest thing to do was take that leap. Now I'd kind of been prepping for it because I started taking some uh, strategic intervention coaching classes, got certified in that, went to Tony Robbins Core 100, got certified in that. So there's some certifications I was doing because I felt like I needed to do them and I always kind of wanted to go into the business world and be a consultant. That's something I played around with, with for years. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually I never even told you this, Kim, but I honestly was already drafting up a consulting plan, business plan when I was 30 years old to go into the oil change world, because that's the world I was playing in. And I was pretty good at what I did. And I had, I didn't have a lot of comebacks and I had crews that stuck around for a year, two years, which is unheard of in that industry. Usually it's every three months, like customers would come back every three months, every 3000 miles. Right. And they'd have a different crew that they were always seeing. And I actually started developing a consulting plan back then to go as a consultant, but here's what, here's what happened. And I want the audience to pay really close attention to this because this is a great learning piece right here. This is a nugget. I didn't think I was good enough and I didn't think I was old enough. And I was like, who the hell is going to listen to a 30 year old that only has like nine years of experience in this. Wow. So I didn't. Oh man. I threw it out because I didn't think I was worth it. I didn't think I had the worth. And now, now I kind of chuckle because the entire industry and all of my old bosses and all of the old leaders and all of the old owners, you know, they had me. Yes. And had they understood who I really was and how I really operate. And I'm not saying this to be egotistical. There is personality tests and tests you can take to, to, to know what your natural place in life is, right? Like your natural voice. Yep. Right. Had had all of those places known about some of the tools that we have now. Yeah. And they could have known who I was. 
I get, there's there's companies that could have been changed. There's teams that could have thrived, and there is nothing more um, that pisses me off more than watching businesses fail when they don't have to fail, watching teams argue when they don't have to argue, watching culture disseminate when it doesn't have to. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's so much frustration with that. Um, you know, but now, now we're here, you know, I, I took the leap March 24th of 2020. Um, my birthday, my 52nd birthday was on March 25th, that Wednesday. And then March 26th, um, and actually March 25th was the day the stay at home orders in the state of Wisconsin went into effect. And then March 26th, um, I broke those rules. Kim broke those rules. We sat in her coffee house and we created Own Your Life in seven, eight hours. We created a business and we just hammered it out and it's been evolving and, and growing ever since. And I cannot be happier with, with where everything is at and the partnerships that have been created. And I, you know, I couldn't be happier to have a, a great partner in Kim that I have. So this has been an awesome freaking ride and I'm really mm-hmm. looking forward to 2021 because I, I know what's happened in the first tw- right. what 36 days of the year yeah. um it's been insane yeah. what's been happening so yeah I and hope that answered your question in a very long way no, that's good that's really really good because you know I think naturally uh naturally obviously I think I talk more knowing my voice right um, people are probably like, what the fuck? What is this? Knowing your voice. Don't worry. You'll find out more about that. Um, but I think naturally as a pioneer, I, I speak more, more often. I am the loudest voice, right? But the creative is, I think, like a parallel to that. This just in a different, a different way, right? A little bit right. different tone. Okay. But so what's interesting in all of that through both of us, if we can summarize in the next like six minutes, is that through our evolution, personally, between you and I, through our evolution, or, or for the listeners that are out there, if, if you're reflecting back on your own evolution and what's refined you to this point and how you have these moments of tearing down and building back up, you know, two steps forward, one step ahead, it always feels like I never get ahead or I never, and then there's that one moment in time where you're like, holy shit, like if that wouldn't have happened, I wouldn't be where I'm at right now. I wouldn't have the clarity that I have right now. And so through all of that and the things that we're having to go through now with renaming our company, which is great because when we started this, it was one-on-one coaching and we were going to, you know, slowly change the world one person at a time. And then we learned, we evolved, we evolved within what we were doing. And so it's not so much about owning your life. I mean, it is. But it isn't. It's so much bigger than that, that we, we're now creating this huge ecosystem with bringing in champions from other places to help because we can't be the master of everything, right? We're never right. going to be the best at, at everything. So we got to no. bring in the people that are going to help. And why wouldn't we? You know, there's magic in the world. And why wouldn't we bring in more coaches, you know, of every industry that we all, you know, play off the same page? So wouldn't you say that that life and business are really quite parallel to one another. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And if you were asking me the question, 
of would I go back in time and change anything? Mm -hmm. No, I wouldn't change a damn thing. Yeah. Because I wouldn't be who I am and I wouldn't be where I am and I wouldn't be sitting on this Zoom call yeah. getting interviewed by my business partner <laughs> for our podcast. We wouldn't be, no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change a thing. And then, you know, and I've been asked this question many times in my life, especially around sobriety, right. And being clean. Yes. Um, a lot of people are like, so if you could go back and talk to your younger self, what would you say? And you see that on Facebook every now and then, you know, what is the one thing you would say to your younger self, if you could go back in time and talk to them? Nothing. And, and, and honestly, it would be like, do you mm -hmm. because at that point in time i was doing who i was i was right. doing where i was i was doing what i knew yeah. um yeah i was i was destined for other things you know obviously there was a bigger plan for me or i would have succeeded in suicide or i would have drank myself to death or i would have od'd with the multiple drugs that I was doing. I mean, there's a lot of things that could have happened, but they didn't. And I respect that. And I honor that. So I wouldn't change a damn thing. And the people, I think the people that sit there and go, well, I would change this and I would change that. Um, I challenge you to think a little different on that, because if you like who you are and you're confident with who you are and the life that you have today and the trajectory that you're going, then then honor yourself and don't say stupid shit like that right. because you have to be cautious of your thoughts and you have to be cautious of your language have to absolutely well this was awesome Fritz. what a great idea to bring our audience in a little bit closer to to who we are and understanding that um we are all growing all the time it is a choice. However, you can choose to, to show up or not, <laughs> you know, for your own development and to, to better the world, really, to better your world. It doesn't mean, you know, globally, like Fritz and I are going to do, but to better your own space, to better your own culture. And um, so you'll have to take a look at our, at our Facebook page and um, watch for our website because shit's about to get real. It's about to change. It's about to yes. go into epic, like, I don't know, universal craziness. It's, it's, and yeah. That's one of the things that I like about what we're doing is that we're so, we're being so transparent and so vulnerable in the hiccups and the roadblocks and the evolution and the failures and the stubbing of the toes. Yeah. Um, it, it's so cool that we're bringing our audience into that. Um, even our Facebook following that we have, you know, it's, it's just, I like involving people in what we're doing um, and seeing what's happening because I think too many, you know, let's say that we're kind of under the radar mm -hmm. and in a year from now, we know where we're going to be, right? Right. And a year from now, everybody looks at us and goes, man, those two, it's like it happened all of a sudden for them. Mm -hmm. But our listeners and our audience and, and our followers are getting to hear the struggles and the hard work and the tears and the, man, I'll tell you what, entrepreneurship is not for the faint of heart. And 
I know there's a lot of people out there that want it, but you got to really ask yourself, how far are you willing to go to achieve it? Because you have to be all in. You have to be willing to sacrifice. You have to be willing to lose. You have to be willing to fail. You have to be, or you can't do this thing. It's not an easy road to go. I mean, Kim could tell you the times where she has to like talk me off of the cliff and, and sit me down and ask me what's wrong. And I got tears rolling down my face because the struggle is fucking real. <laughs> it is real. It is real. But we see the light at the end. And we know that with each bit of pressure that we come under, somebody else is going through that tenfold, a hundredfold. Absolutely. And if we don't pull ourselves out of it, how are we going to coach others out of this, that feeling of not being enough or I can't do it anymore or you know, I, I'm not, who am I kidding? This is not what I thought. Oh, and nobody's going to believe me. Nobody's going to trust me. You know, we all go through those moments of like judging ourselves about where we are in this huge thing that we're building. Like, am I capable of doing this? Um, what if I get into a conversation or I get into a large corporation and I'm like, uh, that's not going to happen. You know why? Because we believe in what we have so much that it oozes out of us. And I'm sure that the audience can feel that, that it's important to us to be transparent with all of you on this because our sole goal and our purpose and what we stand for is giving you permission to build the, the life that you want to build. You know, for Fritz to build the life that he wants to build, for me to build it, for, for the people that are joining us in this they are now starting to dream about the life that they see for themselves. And this, I think, is our way of giving permission to those people that want and know that they are here for more. Well, what is your more? Maybe that's our next podcast is digging in a little bit further to what is your more? What, what is that exactly? Have you well, put, in, have you put it, anything? It, it's almost like we hold the, and I don't want this to be taken out of context. But it's like we have the, the key that unlocks the lock on all of the cages and we're opening them up for people so that they're uncaged. Yes. You know, we're letting them out of their cage. We're letting them out of their box. We're letting them out of their life, that limiting belief, that square, that thing that they thought they had to live in. Yes. And, and I'm not saying we're the key. What I'm saying is, we help you unlock that cage. We're the ones pulling it open so you can go free. Yep. Yep. That's cool. It's really fun. It's really fun. So uh, with all of this said, um, Fritz started out by saying, we have to change our name. And then I think I sprinkled it in the middle of that. So don't act surprised and don't be like, hey, where did your life go? Oh, no, we're still here. Real and unscripted will always be here. That that's not changing. Yeah. But we always say what we're you know brought to you by. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Well, brought to you by is going to change to brought to right. you by blah 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 blah. That's not official. That's that's not an official name. <laughs> no. As soon as it's official, we will let you guys know though. So. This has been awesome. We. Yes, it has. So much you guys listening and 
leaning in with us because entrepreneurs and you go through those moments of feeling like you're on an island all by yourself, lean into us, you know, reach out. We'd love to have conversation all over the world about what you're going through and let us celebrate with you on those things. And that's the one thing that we didn't talk about Fritz was through all of the pain, we have these, these moments of absolute celebration where absolutely laying on the floor, we're running around the room, we're, <laughs> we're laughing and high-fiving, we're going to dinner with our partners, you know, it's, you know, and, and even in a moment of just going to dinner together and just being with each other and being appreciative of one another, just, it refuels you in a way that you just have no idea, no idea. So Yeah, absolutely. And reach out to us, yeah. you know, follow us, share, share your struggles with us too. And then share your successes, even your mini successes, like your, like your, like your 10 second successes, share yeah. those with us so we can celebrate with you too. Right. That exactly. warms our heart, man. That's, that's what we do this for. That's, that's what we live for is those celebration. And I'm learning personally because it's not something I normally do. I'm the guy that accomplishes, will accomplish 90%. I'm going, what about the other 10? Oh boy. Yeah. We'll okay. But you know, I'm learning. I'm learning to celebrate the small successes too. And I, and I want you guys to do the same. So let us help you guys celebrate too. This isn't just about, you know, hiring us or listening to us, blah, blah, blah. We want to be involved. Tell yeah. us your stories. Tell us your message. Tell us what you're doing. Tell us your ideas. Let's have these conversations out in the open yeah. so that people can see that they're not the only one. Because I can promise you, you reach out to us and say something and message us, right? Not on private, on our page, on our Facebook page. Yeah. Somebody else is going through that too. Somebody else might need to hear that too. So don't hold it in, man. Let's, let's make this a community culture thing. Right. And if you're, you know, if you're bold in that business and you brought a lot of value to people and, you know, you're digging on what we're saying and you're feeling the vibe, like be bold and come on our show, come on the podcast with us. Absolutely. We've had some freaking amazing interviews already. Matt Ken, uh, incredible. Um, yeah, he's with Strategic Dynamics. If you've not listened to that one, please go back and listen to that and listen to Molly. Oh, yeah. He freaking makes gnomes and her story is amazing and inspirational. And if like, if you are a gnome lover of any kind, cause they're freaking adorable. He, <laughs> is, he specializes in making it for you. Like you just got to go check her out. Listen to her podcast. We're going to be adding a lot more of these as we go through the year. So um, draw inspiration from them as well. Um, we so much appreciate them coming on too. Absolutely. And we'll see you guys next episode. Thank you so much. Love Bye you. Guys. Own Your Life Tribe. Thank you for tuning in this week for another episode of the Real and Unscripted Podcast brought to you by Own Your Life LLC. This podcast is made possible by listeners like Please make sure to visit our website, ownyourlifellc.com, where you can subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform and never miss an episode.